Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Energized. Welcome back. We are back. You're back. And life's good. Life is good. As you know, we did take a, a few weeks off just because uh, things have changed in the Ener- Energized family. Yeah, we, we have a new member of the Energized crew. Uh, baby Theo was born on the 3rd of July. Eight pounds, 12 ounces. And he's doing great. So uh, thank you, everyone, for your kind messages. You did message us. When we had him, uh, he's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, happy out. Yeah. Delighted uh, to have him. People are obviously going to want to know what's the best thing about being a dad. Um, For me, it's just like when you just a little smile at you, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, I don't know, words can't really describe, but like when you have his attention, then he like feeds off what you're doing. When he reacts to what you're doing, like it's just incredible. It's indescribable, really. Does he have like any mannerisms and you're like, oh, that's very me or that's very Jade? Yeah, he sneezes a lot. Yeah. So do I. Oh, man, that is definitely your kid. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, very me. Very you. He does loads of farts as well. I'm like, very, no, very me. <laughs> very, very, very Pete. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On today's show, we're going to be discussing the Conor, Conor McGregor situation because people are always asking us, what's the story with Conor? And uh, we're, we're going always to- texting him. He's not texting us back. Yeah, exactly. But um, we're going to go through the possibilities of Conor McGregor coming back. Uh, but this week, we were after getting contacted by Manscaped. Manscaped is a company. They sponsor Max Holloway. They sponsor Bruce Buffer. And they're like, guys, what's the story? Uh, really enjoy the show. And who do they want to sponsor now? They want to sponsor Energized, right? So they sent us out a care package, right? Ross is now wearing the t-shirt. Care package. It's a lovely Manscaped t-shirt. Yeah. It is quite nice, actually. It actually has a lovely feel on. Yeah. I'll explain exactly what happened. But uh, okay. do you want to show some of the stuff there? Yeah, uh, what happened was we put up a picture on Max Holloway and then they got in contact with us being like, guys, love what you're doing. And it's actually the first time a company really reached out to us and they said, <laughs> that's the razor, Manscaped. Uh, they said that like if a few people are interested, because like, obviously we have a, a load of guys that follow the page and who probably need to shave from time to time. Everybody and um, if you guys want to check it out, I'm going to put the link down in the comments and in the bio. And if you have friends or family who definitely need a shave or uh, have a birthdays or bar mitzvahs coming up, um, check them out. Yeah, and also what I showed you there, there's like another like five or six things in the box, but we're yeah. just not going to actually show you everything. Yeah, so shout out to Natalie who sent it out to us. Uh, also, if you use the code Energized with a Z, you can get 20% off. So uh, be interesting to see who takes care of themselves and who doesn't. Yeah, get your manscape yeah. on. Yeah, we, and if you didn't see our Instagram post, we actually said they sent out one pair of boxers. And actually one t-shirt as well. Yeah. So myself I don't get both. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to share the boxers, but okay. you can have the t-shirt. I'll wear them Monday to Friday, and you can have them for the weekend when you go out and get lucky. Yeah, perfect. I'll man. have worn them in for you. They'll be like, are these Ross's? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's kick off the show, Ross. The title of the show is Conor McGregor, the Conor McGregor situation. Um, people are asking us constantly. Conor was hinting that he could be coming back. Jorge Masvidal says he wants to take him on. Uh, so we're going to go through all the possibilities, but we'll kick it off with Jorge Masvidal. Um, he just came off one of the biggest wins I've ever seen against Ben Askren, the yeah. fastest KO in history. Where do you yeah. see this going, man? Jorge Masvidal is probably the hottest property who's active in MMA right now. Like, he fought on the John Jones card, and, like, John Jones is one of the biggest stars UFC has, and, like, everyone left UFC talking about Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. We were even saying that ourselves going into that fight. That was the one fight we really mm. cared about. Although, like, John Jones versus Thiago Santos was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, absolutely fantastic. But, uh, like, so was Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holm. UFC 239 is probably the biggest card of the year so far. 
but the talking point was Jorge Masvidal. Like they made the memes and like and like people like asking, "Oh, Jorge Masvidal, oh, how's your knee after?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. After knee and funky, it was just it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah, he was on a two fight losing streak. Knocked out Darren Till in London. Knocked out Ben Askren, the undefeated Ben Askren. Um, we put this ranking as number one because this is probably the highest possibility that Conor is going to take. Yeah, it's the fight that would sell the most right now. And yeah. like that's what McGregor's into. He's into selling fights, so. I'd pay to see it. Yeah, so like obviously Jorge Masvidal, Dana said that Jorge is too big for him. I don't think, I can't see Jorge making 155 pounds. Not so, anymore. So it'd be like 170 is potential, like there is potential for that. But also maybe if they made it 165, maybe Connor's like, oh, I'm so famous, I'm the biggest name in MMA, make it my, my own weight class, you know? Yeah, I could see if Conor McGregor wanted to create a 165 pound vision, bump 170 up to 175, I could see him fighting there. Um, you could also see see 165 is so appealing because you have so many people who are in between like Khabib could go up to 165 Covington could probably come down to 165 you know what I mean that would be a great fight wouldn't it Covington versus Khabib yeah I'd be all about that it just, there's so many intriguing matchups in between welterweight and lightweight and like to start off the division with Masvidal versus McGregor would be incredible wouldn't it yeah see oh. that's the thing a while ago we were like oh Cowboy versus uh, McGregor deadly but yeah. like as time goes on, more people come out of the like, and the more people put their names in recognition. So, like at the moment, Masvidal seems like the hottest prospect. That yeah, it's who's hot now. Yeah, it's because the UFC is lacking some ma- major stars and people really making sure they stay up that late to watch these fights and pay the like seventy dollars or like whatever price it is to watch these fights, and they want to see something that really intrigues them. Conor McGregor versus Jorge Masvidal is definitely one that like would wet the whistle. For me, I think it's. You're looking for something real, yeah. and with Hori Masvidal, what you see is what you get, and I think that's what people love about him. Yeah. Also, there would be a very good back and forth with that as well. So, who else do you think Conor McGregor fight? So we put that down as number one. Uh, number two is actually the potential winner of Khabib versus Dustin Poirier at UFC 242. Yeah. Now, for all you Tony first lovers, don't come out here shout at us because we know we want to see Khabib versus Tony. We yeah. want to see him more than anyone. Sure, we've been promised it what four times. Yeah. So we'd love to be promised it a fifth. But look, at the end of the day, UFC is in the money making business and what makes money is McGregor versus uh Khabib too. Uh look uh, McGregor Poirier versus Poirier too. too. Be a good fight. I'd be interested in seeing it, but let's be honest, realistically Khabib's gonna win that fight. I think so as well. I think the majority of people would think that as well. Right, like I, I don't see Poirier being able to do something different against Khabib than anyone else has been able to do. Yeah. So then we're basically saying that Khabib against Connor for the title will be the next. Yeah, I could see it easily happen. Um, now, in fairness, if McGregor sits out for a while or he wants to take a different fight, that's up to him. But if he wants the Khabib fight again, I'll see them making the Khabib fight again. Yeah. Then number three, we have Diaz versus Pettis, the winner at UC 241, takes on Connor next as well. Um, obviously, the Diaz fight is never going to go away. The trilogy, no, and then also Showtime Pettis is doing brilliantly now as well. Diaz is fighting Pettis at 170 pounds. So, if he was to fight one of these two, would it be at 170 pounds or 155? I think if Diaz wins, McGregor will happily fight him at 170 because the last two are there. It's just more so. Diaz gains a lot by fighting at 170 against McGregor. Pettis doesn't really. Yeah, and I think McGregor has a better chance of knocking out Pettis at either weight class I suppose when 
Diaz doesn't have to dehydrate himself to get down to 155. It makes himself... He may, it's a harder matchup. I yeah. suppose that I think it would actually suit McGregor better at 155 to bring De- Diaz down to 155. Yeah. What well, do you think well, of that? Well, who do you think is going to win between Diaz and Pettis? I've sort of gone back and forth over this. Like, in my head, I'm like, right, Diaz is going to be so much bigger and he's going to, like, outbox him. But I look at Pettis and go, he actually has to win the first two rounds. Because I think if it goes to the third round, Diaz will definitely win that third yeah. round. And that's when the engine kicks yeah. in. That's that's big time. And I think looking at Pettis' last few fights, like, he blows his gasket in the first two rounds. Um, but I think Pettis is a good enough wrestler to take Diaz to the ground. I don't think I also think he's good enough on the ground not to get submitted. And one thing that Diaz, like, always suffered against was leg kicks. And Pettis can do very good leg kicks. So I could easily see Pettis going in there, doing his leg kicks, mixing with the takedowns, win the first two rounds. But it's more so, does he get finished in the third round? This is also on Saturday week. And you yeah. can bet your bottom dollar that the winner calls out Conor McGregor. 100%. Sure, you'd be foolish not to. Yeah. I think Pettis is going to win that as well. But that's where we have it at number three. But the Diaz fight is never going to go away. Uh, we put down a few notable names that people might be interested in seeing as well. Uh, the Jose Aldo thing at 155 was a rumour circulating around it again. Um, what do you make of this? Um, what percent? We'll get percentages of what you think would happen. Oh, I think 40% chance this happened. Look, it would be a great fight. I'd be very, very, very interested. But again, Conor McGregor knocked him out in 13 seconds. There's no way he can do better than that. So it doesn't actually bode in his favour to take that fight. Yeah. Then uh, also we have Tony Ferguson down here. Uh, also, that wouldn't be for a title, but it be it could be a title eliminator. See, Tony Ferguson is so susceptible to getting hit in the first round. And McGregor hits so hard that he actually might be able to knock him out in the first round. Because if you actually look at it when he, he fought Pettis, I feel, I feel like if McGregor hit him that hard, he put him away. What percentage are you giving that to for Ferguson? 10%. 10% for Ferguson. Uh, Ross also said a shout-out to Uriah Faber, who just returned. They also went back and forth on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, well, look, if you're looking to make a super fight and one in McGregor's favour, I think the, the Faber fight, two big names, put them in there, but it's really is Uriah Faber willing to go up to £155 to fight yeah. I'm sure Faber he is. Pro- Faber probably is, but I don't think it would look good for McGregor's side to fight someone that small. I get you, yeah. So... 2%. 2%. We've gone from 5 to 10 to 2. And then Max Holloway, the, he's the featherweight champion, just beat Frank Yeager. Um... I'll give that one a solid 10% just because Holloway's done so well ever since. Solid 10%. Solid 10%. That's Over 100. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Holloway's done so well. I feel like he's fought so often for the UFC that he's actually like, earned that, like, chance to get another fight that he wants. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's sort of lined up to fight Volkanovski next, but, like, that's such, like, an unsexy fight for him, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the question is, will Connor go down to 145 pounds? I think really see not, so I'll give it that. Like probably not. He already sees himself as the featherweight king because he never lost that yeah. belt. So I'd, like, I give it like twenty percent out of one hundred fifty-five pounds. That's it, really. Yeah, but fair I enough. I don't see that really happening either. But uh, we have to give an honorable mention to Cowboy Cerrone against Gaethje. They're taking on each other in a few weeks' time at UC Vancouver. The winner of this is obviously going to call Conor out as well. Everyone's going to call out Conor McGregor. Everyone. But uh, look, that that would be a great fight because I love seeing McGregor on the feet against either of those two, especially Gaethje. Uh, I really think McGregor would actually put him away because his boxing so actually slick. Um, Cowboy offers a bit more of a, a threat because his takedown submission game is so strong that he might actually take McGregor down and submit him. But again, Cowboy can be lulled into a, a fist fight if, if you go with him enough. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I actually give that one a 15% chance of happening um, yeah. just because it'd be interesting to see 
and it'll be a favorable fight for Connor. Yeah. So that's the ones we're after covering. So when you're around the water cooler and you're just thinking about what could potentially get Connor in to the octagon again, it's these. This is the list we've gotten really. And let us know in the comments below. Yeah. And what do you think? Do you think he's going to come back this year? I sort of don't. I was talking no. to uh, P.T. Carroll. He says he thinks he might this year, but unless something like Masvidal call, got him. He might fancy doing like the last uh, fight card in December this year just because he might fancy now trip to Vegas for New Year. Yeah. Uh, he has been very quiet online, but um, I'd love to see... I, I think he's doing a lot more on the business side of things. Like what, He's like sort of posting for Paradigm. He's like doing more for his uh, proper 12 whiskey. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just love a UFC Dublin. Oh, yeah. it'd be insane. Yeah. But like, I feel like just venue-wise, we don't have the venue to host it. I know. But I think that all could be, that could that could happen if they wanted to make it happen. Yeah, true. Because you know I mean? like, the amount, of, the amount of time and effort and hours of supporting Connor that the Irish fans have done, I feel like he, like no. he, to pay us back with that one bit would be amazing. Well, the way I look at it is that, and how much money would he bring into the economy as well? I feel like they could fill out the Aviva, but it's more so, I feel like the football on the rugby are like, oh, we're not hosting a UFC fight. And I feel like Crow Park's like, yeah, but it'd be a once gives in all a the money. It'd be a once in a lifetime. I know, yeah. It, look, I'd love to see it happen, but if we had, if we had like a, a Millennium Stadium or Principality Stadium or whatever they're calling it in Wales, where you can close the dome, yeah. like I think that'd be a higher chance to happen. But because we have no closed roof stadiums, it'd be hard to see it happen. I don't know, I know. But um, let us know, as Ross said, who you think will be the next one. Because, like, he is going to come back one more time. Yeah, oh, he's definitely going to fight again. Yeah. Then uh, we're going to look over at the UC that was on over the weekend. Colby Covington took on... Uh, Robbie Lawler. Sorry, yeah, he took on Robbie Lawler at UC Newark. Uh, after the fight, Colby and Kamaru Usman had a major back and forth live on TV, which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Colby's the current interim champion, and Kamaru Usman is the current champion in the welterweight division. Well, he's not actually the current interim champion. He just carries the interim belt around that he never lost. Yeah. He got stripped of that, but he's like, this is the real UFC belt, and you have a Power Ranger belt. That's what he's saying to Usman, or Marty Fake Newsman, as he calls him. Um, look, Covington's absolutely brilliant on the mic. He's very, yeah. very entertaining. Um, look, love him or hate him, you're going to watch what he does one way or the other. That's the exciting part about him. I'm excited to see him fight Usman. I'm not actually overly excited to see the actual fight. I'm excited to see the build up to the fight. Yeah. Uh, I want to see these two get in there and you know square off. Neither of them are exactly absolute barn burners or exciting fights to watch, but because yeah. they have such similar skill sets, it will lead to a very interesting fight. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the welterweight division is absolutely stacked. Um. Leon Edwards is coming off a great win against RDA. Uh, Max Vidal is making serious noise. Uh, Pettis is taking on Diaz, and they, like if they don't call out Connor, they can call out the champion. Um, what are we looking at here, Russ? Woodley is still like t- thinks he should be the man, could be the man. Yeah, um, the way I look at it is there's a bit of a, a semi-final tournament bracket here at the moment. Uh, if Woodley was fit, he actually probably could have got himself in here, but he hasn't. Yeah, and so if Usman versus Covington next, I think that's going to be one of the UFC New York fights. Yeah. And then also on that card, they should do Jorge Masvidal versus Leon Edwards. If you don't know, Leon Edwards uh, got smacked in the face three times by Jorge Masvidal at UFC London, both after their fights. Why not? They seem to be on very similar schedules, so why not have them fight against each other next? And if one of Covington or Usman pulls out, 
why not step them in for an interim title fight? Who would you let step in? Or who do you think the UFC would prep? I think you put Masvidal in against Usman, but it'd be weird if Covington and Masvidal, because they're training partners, would they put in Edwards against Covington? I don't know. They'd probably put in Masvidal, wouldn't they, just for name recognition? Uh, well, I think so. I, I think out of the four of them, Masvidal carries the most solo name power, probably fo- closely followed by Covington. Yeah. Then Usman, just because he has a shiny gold belt, and then Leon Edwards. Really like Leon Edwards, but... I don't think anyone's... He's won eight fights in a row and no one's like, he definitely deserves the shot. Yeah. We'll see what happens though. It is getting interesting. It, like, th- as long as you win the fights and do it impressively, people will be interested. Yeah. Um, the Welterday division's really heating up. Yeah. And then um, that was a good shout actually. If one of them drops out, one of them goes back in yeah. to take on the champ. But um, UFC Uruguay is on this weekend as well. It's like Uruguay. Yeah, we have Antonio... Antonia Shevchenko. How yeah. say that? No, Valentina Shoshenko. Sorry. sorry, her sister Antonia fought at Newark and she won. So Valentina Shoshenko, which obviously means she was training with her sister the entire time for this fight. So she probably put in a very good camp. She always does. She, bar Man Nunes, she's the next best female fighter in the world, pound for pound. Definitely. And I think she's going to make light work of Liz Carmouche. Uh, I can see her finishing her probably in the third or fourth round. Yeah, and then uh, also Mike Perry's back. He's taking on Vincente Luque in the welterweight division. That would Perry- be like a striker's delight. Yeah, Mike, Mike Perry's always a bit of crack, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, also, looking forward to the things coming on in the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Bellator Dublin is coming very soon. Come here, you were at Bellator Dublin and you interviewed all the fighters. Yeah. All the fighters. Yeah. Who was your favourite fighter there? Um, Like, what do you mean? To it's, talk to? Yeah, to talk to. Um... I feel like you and Reds are good mates now. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, shout out to Reds where he follows the show. Uh, also, Richie Coyley and then um, uh, Pete Carroll. It was it was a great atmosphere. I can't wait to go again to mm. interview him again in a few weeks in the yeah, build. I feel like you and Pete Carroll and you Reds are like mates. Yeah. I, feel like, I, feel, I feel like, yeah. And Richie chance. as well. Yeah. Yeah, Reds have said you come on in the build up as well. Oh, that's that's unreal. But uh, yeah. absolutely brilliant uh, to have the Dublin card coming over here, isn't it? Yeah. And like, it's a great card. Benson Henderson fighting on it as well. I know. Yeah, uh, it's great to see the international stars, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's what I like because I've seen all the Irish fighters fight so many times that like when you get to see MVP, I know I got to see him in London, but like when they come over here, it makes it a bit more special, doesn't it? Yeah, and if they win impressively, bigger things will come again. The cards get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's loads of stuff to look forward to. Obviously, UFC Uruguay isn't going to be amazing. Yeah, uh, that's actually on my birthday as well, so uh, make sure to say happy birthday to me. And if you don't, uh, actually, don't blame me at all. <laughs> and then. Uh, Next weekend is UFC 241, and that's yeah. going to be Miocic versus Daniel Cormier 2, Diaz versus Masvidal, and also... No, Yoel. Diaz versus Pettis. Oh, sorry, Diaz versus Pettis, and also um, Paolo Costa, Costa and, and Yo Romero. Great cards. So, guys, make sure to keep on watching. Stay tuned yeah. to the end of the show. Make sure to subscribe as well. Subscribe. It's great for you back. Thumbs up. Give us a comment below. Love being back. Stay tuned. Thank you, Manscaped. Find out the best, the best news, the best opinions. And the most groomed fellas in, in <laughs> all of Dublin, thanks to Manscaped. So, guys, we love yous. And as always, stay energized. Stay energized. <laughs>